Masbro Insurance Brokers, Gibraltar's favourite insurance brokers, are proud to sponsor today's podcast. For over 30 years, Masbro Insurance Brokers have delivered to Gibraltar a wide range of personal and commercial insurance solutions suitable for every need. To learn more about their products and services, you can call 200 76434, email info at masbro.gi or visit their website, www.masbro.gi. So this is Women Rising, and um, I'm very uh, delighted to have um, Madeleine Andlo with me this afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. <laughs> it's lovely to have you along, Madeleine. Thank I, you, Michelle. I know you're doing incredible things in JIB with your with your um, mental health and awareness and helping patients who come and see you at the Begelin Clinic, which is where you're based. And um, yeah. there is a, a situation with mental health in Gibraltar, I think. But I want to know all about your how you started, and because um, I know you're a psychologist, a trained psychologist, psychotherapist, psychotherapist, yeah. and Counsel- you- counseling psych- psychotherapy is is what I train to do okay and you arrived at this quite late in life that uh, yeah I was a mature student and uh, it all came about because of a very sad situation in my life Uh, it was uh, during it was literally during my husband's illness I was living in London um, and I will mention if I can can I yes that my husband Paul uh, was diagnosed with a, a terminal illness, mm-hmm. uh, so he had cancer for I think about nearly six years. Gosh! And sort of halfway through uh, my caring for him and uh, and his treatments and you know everything that goes with it, looking after my son and trying to keep the ship afloat. We also had a business, which I you know ran for a while. For as long as we ha- we kept it, really, yeah, because of Paul was too weak. Uh, so halfway through my caring for him, I had a mental breakdown. Gosh, yeah, and that's hard. How old were you at the I time? I was 30, 30, 30, maybe thirty three, thirty four. Yes, no more than that, because he uh, he died when I was thirty eight, and um, so when I had my mental breakdown, uh, it was actually here in Jib. We we um, went back to the UK, and already this is going back to nineteen. I would have thought nineteen. Um, 89 or 80, 87, uh, my uh, doctor had a counsellor mm-hmm. attached to her surgery. And I was given beta blockers for my anxiety because obviously my heart was racing. And um, and then I was, I was advised to have some counselling. And that's when I hit, hit, I think, hit the jackpot because I was absolutely enthralled by it, the help and uh, a place where I could go and just be myself, air everything that I felt uh, without having to worry about upsetting anybody. I didn't want to upset Paul. I didn't want to upset my son. I didn't want to upset my family with what I was carrying in yes. within me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I could say it to my counsellor. Yes, and of it's course. so freeing, Michelle. Out, out of the family, yes, out of the family, not connected in any way that you could let off. 
uh, with, which, uh, which is vi- really important. Totally. And so I remember, Michelle, I remember actually saying to her, her name was Sarah, I'll never forget her, uh, I was saying to her, do you know, where did you train? Where, what, where, where did you go? How long did you train for? Asking 120 questions. questions. <laughs> what is it that you did? What is it that you didn't do? Everything yeah. and anything. So anyhow, so I knew and I had a sense that this was going to be, you know, uh, uh, my, 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 my future. My, um, so what I did was, uh, because you're, you are advised after uh, a loss, to not to make drastic decisions you know how often you're told you know don't sell your house don't move country because your mental health isn't where it It should it should be be. so i waited for a couple of years and then i had the the opening i was in a right the right place i had um a life where i had the freedom to be able to uh, uh, give myself um, and engage and 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 go back to to doing some, I think, necessary training with the word, because it served me in different areas. It was it yes. wasn't just because I wanted to become or be or I had very low confidence myself as a person because academically I had never ever excelled so for me it was a huge challenge and at the time I had a a partner who gave who was insightful enough to note it to notice and you do you know what the breakthrough was Michelle he said to me what did he say he said to me it's okay if you fail Mm. In a, it was sort of the message was, I'll be here for you if this doesn't work out. Because he was aware of the fear that I had surrounded myself with because of my, you know, uh, low um, uh, academic uh, um, um, success right. or, or whatever in the past. So it was it was it was an amazing journey, really. It's, it's wow. an incredible experience. I didn't, I didn't really know this. And yeah. I've known you for a long time. <laughs> And yeah, it's, Michelle, it's great that, yeah. you, that you're able to talk about it and, and yes. so other people listen yes. because this is the whole point of doing these talks. Yes. If people can get something from it and especially you because of all, all that happened after this. So, yes. so you were still living in England with a little boy, a single parent with yes. a young child. Yes. Um, if her husband had passed away yes. and then you at some point felt better from, from all your breakdown and, and decided to... Oh, I did. I got better. Yeah. And then I didn't need to take uh, beta blockers. I never took antidepressants. I wow. saw a counsellor instead. Yes. I never took antidepressants. I went to talk but to somebody. Does, is that... Is that Yes. Do you agree with that? Because you never know. Mm. Everybody has bouts of depression in their it life. Depends. So you never actually know whether yeah. you should have what they're, you're prescribed. You know, Michelle, some... it depends on the severity of the depression. If it's a mild to severe depression, it can be helped just with therapy. If it's a little bit more sinister, mm. more complicated, that it's, it, it, it starts affecting uh, our mental health in a way that, that we can't function, you can't get out of bed in the morning, then 
I think uh, antidepressants, drugs, Do for help. a little while, yeah. need need to come in. Yeah. People are always scared of taking them because they say it changes their character. Would you agree with that? Yes, it does. It does. It 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 actually controls your character. If you're putting a substance in you that it can either make you high or make you very low, it depends yeah. on 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 how your your depression is manifesting itself. Some people, it depends whether if it goes towards the anxiety, the anxiety will make you very very nervy. Uh, but if you go into the depression, then you're low, and 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 you need something some, to something to bring you up again. It's all about finding the balance with drugs, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Then, so on. then you were in London, and yeah. then did you did you think about coming back to Jib, or, or did you you trained in London? I'm, yes. I'm assuming. Yes, I did. It was a long training. I did um, two years at college and uh, another two years and a bit. I think it was nearly three years. Uh, no, two years uh, of a postgrad in, at Thames Valley University. Amazing. And I, How and proud I had, you must be of yourself. Well, it's an achievement, really. I'm not sure whether I've used proud, Michelle. Proud <laughs> of the victim. Of course. <laughs> no, well, there's a mature student because well, I'm sure. Yeah, I was a mature student. I was actually, for me, it was, it was the best, the, the next be- best thing to giving birth, really, of achievement up there in, in mm. my life. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think adversity can often uh, create positivity. And I went through adversity, but I did come out the other side. Yeah, and who better to to yeah. show other people, you know, to tell other but people about it? But it doesn't mean there isn't any suffering involved, no, Michelle, or or quick cure. No, no. it doesn't come yeah. easy, does yeah. it? Yeah. No, I mean, I understand. But that. if you work towards something, I think that uh, I think at the end it uh, it pays. And then eventually you, you passed all your exams and yes. then you, you worked in London, did you, with patients well, in London? Yes, I did. I worked at the Charing Cross Hospital for the mental health unit and uh, I used to go and observe. I didn't, ca- I didn't counsel there, but they actually asked me to go and observe families who were um, separated, you know, parents who were suffering from some mental health disorder, a bad mental health disorder, and their children were separated from them. And I had to go and um, and watch the families interact with each other and then make a report and then the report would go back to head office to um and there's a huge responsibility michelle there because i often kept children away from their parents and that's that's that Very was hard. ghastly it really yes. it really was yes, and i remember for their own good yeah obviously. it was for their own good but there was distress there because the emotions you know you can have a mental health disorder Okay, but your feelings and emotions are are, the, are, are there are the yeah. same as you and my and you and do you understand yes, what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sort I of, do. Uh, so it, that was hard. That was that that was pretty pretty tough. Um, very, yeah, I did that for a few months, and then I worked in the bereavement counselling service in Ealing. This is why I specialised in 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 bereavement work. Mm. Uh, hence my 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 work up at the uh, cancer relief here in Gibraltar. And uh, I think the bereavement counselling service came because I knew I had the aptitude to be able to meet somebody at that level of despair. Because you'd been through it yourself. Yes. I know. But I, holding them yes. and not leaving them. Yes. Not physically, you know, yes. sort of in an in a, in a, in a, in a, in a interconnecting sort of way. Because so, normally, Michelle, if somebody gives you bad news, 
my instinct, if somebody gives me bad news, is to, is to look the other way a little bit, isn't it? Mm. You know, we try and avoid distress. Uh, so this, I mean, I, I believe that the bereavement is really tests you as a therapist on your em empathy and staying power. Because all you hear is grief. Well, this is I've got some of these questions yeah. to ask. It's you. all that's grief. What I, that's that's it, what I was going to ask. It's very difficult to construct anything. People who need your yeah. services yeah. are people who are you know at a really low point in their in their own lives. Yeah. So you're um, coming across this every day. So it's you've got to keep positive. Yes. And sane yourself. Yes. 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 In the middle of all this, yes. so I was going to ask you what yeah. strategies do you use to build trust with your clients. Oh, Michelle, do you know, it's the, the core conditions are coming in here. And this is part of my, one of my mod, mod, modalities, my, you know, of work in, in, in um, um, Thames Valley. But I think most therapists uh, now have to have person-centered if they want to work with people effectively. They've got to know about the core conditions. And the core conditions are um, uh, congruence, which is being very open and real. In other words, you can't be polite. <clears throat> if you note something with your client and it's of a deep set sort of uh, area or heartfelt area, whatever, in a gentle way, you need to um, how can I, uh, what be is firm. It? No, you need, you need to um, tell the client. As simple as that. You just mm. need to, mm. what you pick up from, from your client, it's congruent. There, it's a different, it's, anyway, there's congruence, there's non-judgmental, you can't be judgmental, and empathy. You have those three, the core conditions. And you have to, they, they, they become part, when I go into the counseling room and I sit on that chair, I put on my, my counseling persona. There is no, it's a different world. It's yeah. a different world that you move into. Um, you're just connected with that person. Yeah. And you're listening to what they're telling you and you're applying, I suppose it's tools or helping them with tools to help feel better. The tools come, come at some point, but initially the relationship to needs the trust, to. Yes, you need the relationship them. needs to. Now, the client, I always tell my clients, this is when I first meet them, this is our first uh, meeting, and um, you, uh, we'll talk about it at the end of the session, but ideally you, you, you need to feel that you can talk to me about anything, you know, that you are, that you feel safe, that you feel comfortable in my in my um in, in my company in yeah. my environment um because if you if if clients don't feel that way then they they, they can't they, relax they, 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 they can't go, get it all no, out no and then it won't work no, it doesn't work it yeah, just won't work i understand that what are good fundamental skills to be a good psych psychologist or, or psychotherapist listening is an is is an incredible one that's number one listening you really need to be able to sit there and listen and take, you know, listen for a whole hour with, and sometimes more, uh, listening, um, uh, compassion, empathy, non-judgmental. People come from 
all experiences, all backgrounds, um, normally n not very good backgrounds. People that come and see me are not happy people. And normally what they want is to understand, uh, become more self-aware often, understand why they act and react in a certain way. Why is it that they can't hold relationships down? Or why is it that, that they, they, they get angry very quickly? You know, there are lots of examples, you know, uh, that they can't hold down a job or they have very little confidence. You know, they come and it's, it's self-exploration. You know, um, this is, this is apart from the, the, the bereavement work that I've done. This is completely These separate. Are two separate things. Yeah. This is, this is the work that I am doing at the moment. Mm. Uh, uh, um, no, the work that I that I do as a therapist, and I also do bereavement work. Bereavement work works differently. It's it's just a different different type of um, interacting mm. and approach. It's psychodynamic is what I'm talking about now when I, yeah, I'm explaining this. And they they uh, they go back. It's like a regression, and we I help them. I facilitate it for them, Michelle. I don't do it for the client. The client does it for himself or herself. But you take them back to that point yes, where, I take the, the, I where take, the problem maybe started. Yes. And I you work on that. Yes, yes. I, 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 I take them back and, and often they go back to their primary traumatic experience, which is where often we all need to go uh, to be able to understand ourselves better. And then if they do get to that primary traumatic experience event in their lives, then they start understanding things much better, uh, being able to uh, put pieces together, make amends with... It's like a jigsaw. It's no, like I a jigsaw. They, they Even forgiveness comes in, yeah. you know, understanding why a parent was so, you know, volatile with a, with a, with, with them as a child, uh, being able to take that on board. And, and, and so, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you explore all this and work it through, then you have a better chance of letting go, Michelle, letting go. Letting go of things. Masbro Insurance Brokers, Gibraltar's favourite insurance brokers, are proud to sponsor today's podcast. For over 30 years, Masbro Insurance Brokers have delivered to Gibraltar a wide range of personal and commercial insurance solutions suitable for every need. To learn more about their products and services, you can call 200 76434, email info at masbro.gi or visit their website, www.masbro.gi. I've often, I've seen my clients walking it's in. guilt, not a lot of people just have this guilt inside yes. about so many things. As well, guilt. Guilt is, is, is a big one, isn't it, really? Guilt is huge. Yeah. Guilt is huge, and I'm thinking about guilt in, in loss. You know, the amount of, of people that have said, oh my God, if I had taken my husband to the hospital sooner, not allowed my child to have ridden that bicycle. You know, I mean, it is horrific what, what, what we do with our uh, cognition, our brains, what, what, the, what our brains do to us, uh, and hence how it affects us emotionally. It's, uh, have you had a lot of, because this is women yeah. rising, so we're, we're dealing a lot with, with, well, I'm talking to lots of women about different things that they've been through. Um, do you find that you've got a lot of women coming to see you who've had, you know, who've been in very sad situations with men in their lives? with husbands or yes. something like that. Oh yes, 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 yes. 
What do you mean, sort of? Well, I mean, in, you know, is there a lot? Is there a lot? A big? Um, are there lots of um, patients who are women who are suffering in jib? Do you think? With their husbands, you yes, mean, in, husbands in relationships. And, yes, and who've, who've yes, who've been through a traumatic time because their husbands beat them or. You know, something like that, because just because this is related to women. So I just wondered if yes. there was a bigger, a bigger yes, um, amount of of women coming than Michelle. Can either. I can I be honest with you? I've had quite a number of of abused women, emotionally abused and physically abused women, coming to talk to me. But you know what? I've had more than anything in the last couple of years, men. Unbelievable. Men. Really? Yeah. Really, I would Men. never, ever have thought that. Men. Men, and it's so humbling to work with them, to see them. You know, men, men are a breed. This is why the, 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 um, there is, there is the, what do you call it? The, um, suicide rate in men is much higher than women. And why is that? Because they, they don't, the, they're men because they've never been allowed to work with their emotions, to express their emotions. They have to be men. They have to be strong. They have to control families. They have to take, make decisions. You know, it's all, it's all that stigma they have of the male stigma, I call it. And it, you know, to watch them, hear them in, in therapy, uh, and, and, and breaking down and allowing for themselves, allowing themselves just to, to, Feel okay about getting close to those emotions of, of that hurt that they and may have received. And getting everything out. And getting everything out. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I would never have said that more men come than, than women. I've had more men coming to see me. Uh, well, I, than, than, than I women wouldn't say it's in the good. last few years. I always hear that women, you know, are the ones who are, sort of have the raw, raw deal in life and they're the ones who suffer the most and all this. But I don't, I, actually, I, I think it, a lot of it is to do with my ability to be able to communicate with, with the, the male psyche. Yes. I think that, that comes into it. And obviously it's word of mouth, isn't it? Yes. So, so. Especially if, here, if, no? Yeah, especially place. here. So if a chap says, well, look, I, I found it helpful with so and so, they will then, you recommend know, recommend your, your services. Then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest challenge is suicide. As Gosh. a therapist. Gosh, it must be really, really humbling. Suicide. To sit with a suicidal yeah. person. Horrendous. I, yeah. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, 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 hang on. Uh, suicide is one thing, but also pedophiles. You've had pedophiles? No, I haven't. I can't work with pedophiles. That, 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 is, that is an area of uh, limits. My, you know, you have limits. That you're calling it a challenge. For me, it's, a lim it's limitations. And um, suicide can be, for me, it's, it's, quite, it's quite close to... Yeah. Challenging, but also pedophiles. Um, I think that I wouldn't be able to be non judgmental towards somebody who's inflicted harm on a child, and so I wouldn't be able to take that on, on board as a therapist. No, 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 no. So, if somebody comes to you with and starts talking and says that they're that, then you wouldn't be able to, Michelle. It would have to become explicit because before the patient comes to see you, mm. you don't really know anything about them, do you? I mean, patients no, are booked no, no, into no. your absolutely into not. your clinic, absolutely and they not. come and see you, and they start. Um, oh no, absolutely, you know, Michelle. 
I see a client and they'll say, oh my God, I'm having trouble with my wife. And then suddenly we start exploring and, you know, it's like a, a well of, of a different levels, different layers of experiences in their lives and all negative, you know, all negative. And th so they come with one incident that's going on presently and then they discover that they have about, I don't know how many others that, that need to be dealt with. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. And um, I think what's amazing about therapy is you arrive heavily burdened and you leave feeling that you have a spring in your step. That's how, how I how can long explain does that it. Take? I mean, months. For what? good therapy, months. Mm. For good therapy, mm. months. Like even years, maybe. No. I mean, in, yeah, I mean, they're, they're bringing out all these new therapies, which are quick. Uh, quick fixes, um, which which have their use. Don't get me wrong. I think they do have their use. And it's great because they're all there for a good cause, and that is to help us with our mental health. But I think the old Freudian, Jung <laughs> uh, technique of, of, of psychotherapy and others um, um, Carl, uh, Carl Rogers, which, uh, uh, I, anyway, lots of others. Um, the, the long term is, is, I believe, the, the best, the best type of therapy. Short term is just a quick fix. Yeah. Because, Michelle, we build layers for protection. When you have our first letdown in life, let's call it trauma, what do we do? And we have nowhere to take it. We put it to the back. No, of we we put it to the back. Or, but more more so, we build a, a barrier around, around it. So, and that's one of the big causes of mental problems, mental health could problems. Be, yeah, of course, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mental trauma, health trauma uh, as a child, or yeah, yeah. Madeline, what would you say your strengths are? Strengths. Yes. I mean, how, how do you, do you, obviously you're a good um, psychotherapist, but what, what, what can you bring to the table when you have um, these patients in front of you? Or do you feel you can offer them apart from I, empathy, apart from the things no, that we've talked I give about? Them, no, what can I offer them? I, uh, what I offer them is having uh, um, an insightfulness into where they're coming from. It's, it's being able to determine what is really ailing inside of them. That is what I, I offer an, an, an insight into their world. And I'm like the third eye, I call it the one, the person outside of their world, but still being able to look into their world and understand completely or maybe as completely as I can, because I don't think there's anything as completely, 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 but as completely as I can to be able to uh, facilitate it with my interventions to help them to break through that distress that they're in. This is very yeah. much uh, uh, the, the, my, my line of work. Breaking One of my there. areas. Yeah. And how do you cope with stress? We mentioned it before. We talked about it a little before mm. because you are um, faced with negativity the whole time. How, what do you do? I, yeah, I just find that being in my own space for a while is how I can get myself back. 
having time to uh, just mull, mull over anything, read, not read, watch TV, but mainly just be uh, on my own with, with not, a lot, not a lot around me. Um, that, that's how I can, you know, sort of get my strength back, as I say, or get myself back, yeah. Um, Regain my strength, not... Yes. Hmm. Madeline, I was asking you... Um, have you worked with local charities on on mental health issues? Yes, um, I've um, I worked uh, for the uh, cancer relief. Um, uh, we launched the uh, bereavement counselling service in 2010, and uh, we were still working down at the um, Devil's Star Lady Williams, and then we moved up to the Saint Bur- uh, South Barrack. That's right, and uh, it's now called the Cancer Relief, obviously. And uh, I remember I was asked to uh, run the counselling bereavement counselling service for them, and. Uh, um, so we had a good thing going, great thing going. Um, we, I worked alongside the palliative nurses who would refer on the complicated grief issues, uh, the you know normal grief process that 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 uh, you know that they they could deal with and they they worked with that and i i got the complicated ones um and we worked as a as a team and it was um it was great it was it was a a lovely experience and you were able to help a lot of people yes. I, i'm sure that's very re- rewarding Yes, Madeline. When you when you when you see that in yes. people that, that yes. they're really getting. Yes, I mean I was given twelve sessions by the charity. Twelve sessions mm. was what the the client could get with me, because obviously you know I was on my own at the time. I didn't have anybody else, just myself, uh, because again you know I was getting the complicated uh, um, scenarios, whereas they were you know dealing with people who they could deal with, you know, uh, with their grief. Um, and, uh, it, yes, it's, 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 I think at the end of the day, Michelle, it's, it's having a place that you can take your emotions to and have somebody who, uh, with bereavement, really. Yes. Um, and have, having somebody there who, who can actually sit with you for that hour and allow you to, to um, just react the way you need to, um, and yeah, it's 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 there's, there's, it's it's not. I, th- I think there there is an element of having the ability to be able to stay with distress for quite a. Um, that I think that is, if if I had to give anyone some type of advice if they wanted to do any, this type of work then i i think that 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 would be you know an area that the person needs to consider can i listen to distress every day every day and every day and, and, how, and, work, and you know with bereavement yeah, yeah. How, you you realize that this is something that you could do when you were going through it all at the time all those years back in in, in england hmm yeah um do you I, have to be slightly 
or not eccentric, but um, lots of people say, oh, psychologists are all a bit balmy themselves. No, there's like a a prejudged thing. They're even worse than that, yeah. You know, the therapist... Is there an element of truth in that, do you think, or slightly... I think think there is an element of being able to become a little bit quirky because I think there is also that, that... you know, area where one can overanalyze everything. It's like, you know, feedback on feedback on feedback and assessing and, and, and regurgitating. And, and uh, what did he mean by saying this? Did he mean, it, you know, was it linked to this? Was it linked to that? So I guess it can make you a little bit obscure, a little bit, mm. as you say, eccentric or quirky or, or, or you know. Quirky is a good quirky word. Quirky is a good word. But there's also another one, which is sensitivity. You know, mm. we were called the wounded, so wounded soldier, wo- the wounded, the walking wounded. When at, when I was doing my training in in the UK, it was lovely, and um, often John Shinebourne, who was my head tutor at the time, he said, to, you know, we walked in one day into the room for the lecture, and he said, oh, here come all the walking wounded, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's. Uh, I've analyzed myself and often you know wanted to look 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 around and understand myself a bit better with regard to this work that I chose to do and I have to say that there is something of being extra sensitive sensitive sensitivity mm. comes into it and um, yeah but that's that's all right no, that's that's fine Good. some people find sen- sensitivity uh, not a very uh, you know, forthcoming trait. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> um, tell me something else. But that's what Madeline. Um, um, do you do any therapy online? No. What did you do during the pandemic? Were you able on to, the phone? On the phone. Yeah, I did it on oh, the phone. The old-fashioned way. Yes. Because I am old-fashioned, Michelle, really. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. I am as well, actually. But yeah, so yeah. your patients were able to call you. Yes. And still I get did, there. I because, on the phone. Because that was a really hard time, the Very whole pandemic, when people were Very. worried about dying mm. and so many people were dying and um, and they couldn't go out, especially the older generation who yeah. were forced to stay at home. Yeah. There's still a bit you of know? that. There's still yes. lingering. There's still yes. a bit of that lingering. People are still worried, yeah, yeah. Aren't they, they don't want to go out that far. No. They don't want to venture into mm. Spain or anywhere else yeah yeah because uh, yeah, yeah it's fear it's fear uh, it turns into fear mm. and we don't even realize we, we've got, we that's what happens yeah mm. there is a huge responsibility when you're talking to somebody oh yes and people come and they're very vulnerable, uh, vulnerable they're at their most, very fragile and also if you say the wrong thing you could really m- make them feel worse yes Absolutely. So it is a big responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. Mm. It's not not to be taken lightly. Mm. And uh, but I think you're very brave. I think mm. you've been I think you've shown, you know, really what's inside your soul when you've talked about your work. And that's what I wanted to come out of this. And I think um you're very passionate about what you do. Um mm. like I am about what I do. And so I completely relate. Oh. Um, and it's been really nice um, Thank you. to hear this, having known you all my life. Thank you. Um, to know all this, <laughs> a little bit more about you. So, and yeah. um, one very last thing that I ask mm. all my, my guests, uh, who do you look up to? <gasps> oh, my God. 
Michelle, well, that's that is that's a completely big question. Oh, I look up to the likes of Nelson Mandela. I think it makes me quite emotional when I think about him. You know, I think about a man uh, who came uh, into this world at a, at, 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 in, a, in an era where, where his color was such a, a, a detriment to his mm. being, really, um, and how he survived being in prison and kept his kindness yeah. and his love, you know, on the surface of things. I think men like him... Mm. Um, that is really where I'm at here. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for chatting. We've been right. chatting for thank you, over Michelle. half an hour. Thank you. <laughs> Which is great. So, yes. Thank you. You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch. And please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform. And comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.